We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Tuesday edition the Game Plan my name is Chris Plank. We've got a lot to recap from the spring game. Just wanted to start with a huge thank you, obviously, as we were previewing the spring game, as we were previewing the fun on Friday night, our biggest numbers for our downloads so far since the football season wrapped up. So thank you, and obviously to the fans, just a huge night on Friday night. That's what made the difference. That's what made the atmosphere, obviously, an incredibly solid call by the administration to shift from trying to play the game on Saturday with the weather the way it was here in Norman on Saturday and then the night that we were able to uh, enjoy on Friday night. So, you know, hate for those who had their travel plans maybe imploded because of this shift, but trust me, this was the right call and it was an incredible night for the spring game. So let's get after it, shall we? We've got Lincoln Riley's press conference. You're going to hear from Jalen Hurts. You'll hear his press conference, Tanner Mordecai from afterwards. But let's start. With Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, who was front and center for Friday night. And Toby, first and foremost, what kind of caught your eye? What really stood out to you from the spring game on Friday? I thought Jalen Hurts looked poised, mature, composed, um, like an old man. He didn't look frazzled by a new offense or sped up or trying to impress people. He just looked comfortable, I guess is the best word. And I think that most people felt like, almost everyone felt like he was going to be the starter this year going into the spring game. And I certainly think that has been fortified coming out of it. thought he played great. Tanner Mordecai 
uh, did not have his best night. And you could tell, you, you talked to him afterwards, he was pretty upset with how he performed. So that's one. Um, the wealth of talent that they have at the pass catcher position is absurd. Unreal, isn't it? Absurd. I don't know. Here's here's the uh, sports radio fan worry. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to keep everybody happy. I mean, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, Charleston Rambo, uh, uh, Grant Calcaterra, and and the guy that nobody's oh, – oh, Lee Morris. The guy that nobody's going to talk about all year but will make plays for this team is Nick Basquin, okay? And then uh, Michael Jones is back. Then you throw on top of that Trajan Bridges, who I thought was awesome on Friday night. Theo Weiss had a couple of touchdowns. Jaden Hazelwood is the number one wide receiver in the country coming out last year. And Austin Stogner is on his way to looking like Rob Gronkowski. He's just giant. He's just a giant human being. Um, it's unbelievable how much talent they have at that position. You know what else really stood out to me? The crowd. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just still to this moment, I look back and I was telling everyone about it when we – we're getting ready to go to the softball game on Saturday. I really, truly think this becomes the norm. Don't you? I mean, I, I just – and yeah. I think then if, if baseball or softball are home that weekend, you can create a whole game day around it. I just – it's it was a special atmosphere. I think I at the very least it gives them flexibility with the weather That now that they know they can do it. Like let's say next week we want to put it on Friday night. And Friday night's going to be cold. You know, well, that, well, we can move it to Saturday. Saturday's going to be a better day. We know we can do it in three or four days if we have to. So, But under the lights, if, it, if the weather's going to cooperate, that was fun. The concert was more fun because of it. The game was more fun. Looked like the crowd had a great time. Um, kudos to everybody involved that pulled that off. That was a minor miracle that they did that. And by the way, while we're here. Go ahead. This segment is sponsored by the Sooner Shop, all right? And I say that because I think a lot of people got their first look at that on Friday as well. Uh, the new bookstore there at Owen Field. And uh, and I saw a ton of people walking through there on Friday night. So it's very cool. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. The brand new Sooner Shop, our Fanatics fan shop right there at Owen Field. You know what's kind of funny is I think that was – Rufus's first time to go through it as well too. He was pretty blown away, and I'm glad you mentioned the staff and everyone involved in making that possible. Because with the game being shifted to Friday, our pregame show went from being out at FanFest to being where it's kind of typically been the last two years before the spring game, which is over at the practice field. I uh, just wow. I mean. Incredible work by Annie Hansen, that a Drew Hill, I mean Chip Viney, that whole crew, man. It was, you know, obviously we can't talk a lot about recruiting, and you don't want to risk doing anything to get anyone in trouble. But holy smokes, Toby, that setup was unlike anything I had ever seen, and the amount of alumni and former Sooners that were there, some of the all-time greats. It was just, I I was blown away. It was unbelievable. So how they were able to get that all done with as quick of a turnaround as they had to have 
just shows you how special some of the people are that work within that university. It's amazing. Yeah. It's funny, like a baseball game will change day of or a softball game. They'll wake up that morning and say, hey, how about we play a three instead of six, you know? Right. Happens all the time. To move a football game like that, it takes a million people. <laughs> I mean, right. The recruiting coordination, the travel coordination, the concessions, the security, the radio, the TV, the traffic, the, the police, the campus police, the city police. Crazy. Uh, the yeah, the video coordination, everything. It was just, it was a monster effort for everyone. So way to go, kudos to everyone. Good stuff from the voice. Let's hear from the coach. Lincoln Riley held his press conference afterwards and started with the tip of the cap to the same people that we tipped our cap to to start this podcast. What a great night! I don't know if I've ever enjoyed a spring game as much as I just did that one right there. Um, and the first thing I would like to say is just a, a huge thank you to to our fans, to Sooner Nation. I don't know how many fan bases that you, you literally change a game day three days before, two and a half days before, and then you have an atmosphere like we did tonight. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, really, really proud of our fan base, the way they responded, proud of our administration, all the work that went into moving this game, uh, our staff, our recruiting staff. There was just so much to do. I mean, it's we could probably write a book, honestly, on the last 72 hours. And... Uh, they, they just did a great job. Fans were awesome. What a fun atmosphere. You could tell our team really fed off of it. They were excited to play. Um, thought there was a lot of good things in the game. Uh, you know, different players, different sides of the ball. Um, looks like we came out of it pretty pretty healthy. You know, got a lot of work, different situations. So, yeah, kind of like you would dream the night would go. So, what a fun, fun uh, week and uh, fun night. Um, this may become an annual tradition, who knows, the, the night spring games here. So we're certainly off to a good start with it. So, again, thank you to all those people who made it happen, and uh, what a special night. Lincoln, what about Jalen looked like he was poised, and you could tell he's an experienced quarterback out there, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, I thought he I thought he handled it well, you know, made some nice plays in, in some scramble situations, uh, made some good decisions from the pocket, got settled in quickly. You know, he just felt – he felt pretty settled in the whole time, so made some, uh, gave some guys some some chances to make some competitive plays, and, and the guys really on his side responded and made a good number of those. So, uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he did a nice job. Have any problems running the offense, or you know, getting into the calls you wanted him to, and things like that? No, yeah, he was good. He was good. Lincoln, I know. Lincoln, did you see? Did you see anything you didn't like? Oh yeah, uh, there's plenty. There's plenty. We uh, we missed a couple tackles defensively. You know, we we were gonna play with. We had a pretty physical practice on Tuesday. We lost, I think, three DBs. I think on Tuesday, one on one, two of them on one play. Um, nothing serious, but not enough to risk playing them tonight. So uh, we were playing with some different lineups there. Uh, in the secondary, so uh, challenged our guys honestly just to fill the full secondary, especially safety. But uh, uh, you know, we got in the backfield a lot. It looks like there's probably a couple sacks that probably should have been blown. You know, should have been blown dead. So it looked like the um, you know pass rush was pretty good. Um, a couple of breakdowns in coverage, um, but other than that, it looks like we moved around you know pretty well. Uh, offensively, you know, guys made some plays after the catch. We didn't run the ball great. Didn't feel like we hall popped that long one there at the end. But other than that, we were just okay in the run game. Uh, but I thought the receivers uh, stepped up and made some competitive plays. Made some big plays after the catch. 
seemed like the young kids, those receivers were, they just seemed a notch above. They just seemed like they're closer to being ready maybe than a lot of other new kids. Yeah, no, all four of those guys are, you know, are, are, are good players. And uh, you could tell that the moment, at least tonight, certainly wasn't too big for them. So they uh, got out there, made some competitive plays. Um, uh, you know, Trajan kind of started off the night, made a couple nice plays. Stogner did. Then Hazelwood had some nice ones. Obviously, Theo had a couple nice plays at the end. I was proud of Quaylen Crawford. I thought that was, you know, he's one of those guys kind of raised his game when the when the lights came on. So uh, uh, I thought he had a really nice game as well. So, yeah, those guys stepped up, made a few plays. And, uh, you know, I think they they feel the competition in that room right now. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of competition at all four of those spots. And uh, so they're – that's raised all their games, and uh, that's what you want to have. Lincoln, given the emphasis Alex has put on takeaways throughout the spring, would you have liked to have seen more of that out there, and have you throughout the spring? Yeah, we've had we've had quite a few. Uh, yeah, I mean, you see the emphasis taking hold. You really do. We got our hands on a lot of balls. Uh, you know, we uh, we had the interception, we had the fumble there at the end. Um, so. For a half of football, you know, there was it was it was fairly active on that point. Really, you could have another two or three of those tip balls could have easily been picked, and and with our top cats in there, they may be. So, uh, yeah, I thought we were pretty active, especially the front, and uh, that's I think that's where those takeaways always start. Is you're, you're disruptive up front. You don't allow teams to run the ball. You uh, you put pressure on the quarterback, then good things happen, and we did that. And that's you know when we. When uh, when the defense played well tonight was when we got pressure. Spring practices. Uh, overall, did, and did he have enough? Sometimes those guys don't get the same opportunities. You know how that goes in the yeah. scrimmages. Did he get the same opportunities? You think? Uh, I have to go back and look at it. You know, the, we we kind of split the offensive lines up. We put the two, uh, you know, the two. Um, Tanner had kind of the, the two better guards or the two first-team guards right now. Uh, Jalen had the two first-team tackles, you know, and we just tried to make it as even as we could from there. Uh, I don't know. It looked like the protection on Tanner's squad probably wasn't as strong um, and had a couple of competitive plays on his squad that we just didn't make. But, yeah, he, you know, I thought there was a period there after the first series. There's maybe two series in a row where he probably tried to force a couple of things down the field trying to make big plays, and then I thought – I thought he showed some real poise there the last couple of drives of kind of just resettling back in, um, taking what was there. So uh, good response for him, and that's that's what you want to see from a young guy. You you start off great, okay, have a great first series, uh, have a couple of tough series, and do you respond or do you go in the tank? And he responded. Lincoln spring practice is a, is a process, especially with the offensive line when you're looking for so many guys. Was tonight kind of a culmination of that process or splitting them up and just you know being – Post game, is it just too early to tell yet? A little too early to tell. It's, it is harder to judge when we split them up. We only did that for uh, our last practice, and then today, the rest of the time, it's been you know more of our ones and our twos, and then there's been some fluctuation there. But it's uh, so those groups have gained some continuity working with each other, and then you kind of scrap that to try to make it even here for the spring game. But th there's a lot of good things from it. Things are going to happen during the year. You're going to have to play with different lineups, and guys got to be able to adjust. You can't use it as a crutch. So. We've absolutely gotten better there, no question. We still got a long ways to go, and uh, but the way that group's improved, you know, without some of the pieces, without Creed being there, um, you know, it's, I think it gets you excited for what we could be. Lincoln, you have... <laughs> Eric, you were asking this question. I don't give a damn what anybody says. <laughs> uh, 
you have four months before fall camp, and you have two quarterbacks. Is it going to be a similar timetable to when you named Baker starter, and then when you named uh, Kyler starter last year, just in, in naming a starting quarterback? Yeah, not necessarily. I I think the other two fell fairly uh, close together as far as when we did it, but that was more of a result of they were close competitions, and uh, we really never changed a rep from going 50-50 with those guys until that point. And so, uh, you know, we'll get back here. We got one more practice here uh, on Tuesday, and then we'll, you know, take a step back, look at the spring as a whole. Um, this was one practice. It was one, you know, one event. It's a little bit different. It's different schematically because it's pretty vanilla. It's different because of the atmosphere. There's, you know, it's good to evaluate, but it's one of 15 too. So we'll, uh, we'll go back, we'll look at it. Um, We'll get going here in the summer into camp, but the second we feel like we have a guy, we'll do it because it it doesn't make sense to keep going on with the reps 50-50 if you get to a point where you know hey, it's 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 we know who's going to be the starter. When when we know and feel 100% confident in that decision, we'll do it. You know, when that falls, I I don't know. If it's close, then you a lot of times you, you, you by a couple of weeks out the first game, then you you feel like you got to name somebody. Uh, uh, but if a guy separates, then we'll do it, and we'll go ahead and slant the reps at that point. Lincoln, we know we know why you guys have made the spring game a, a bigger weekend with the recruiting calendar right. shift. But when you sort of think about in two years how it's evolved, yeah. um, how do you sort of wrap your head around the, the the how of that just in such a short time? Yeah, it's uh, it's an investment by a lot of people. I mean, there is there's a lot that's gone into this, and it's it gets talked about behind our walls probably more than you know people outside of it would imagine uh, every single little detail every everything that's done out there on the field uh, every video that we shoot to promote it uh, you know again I've been really pleased with that our administration has believed in our vision uh, because financially there's a big a big investment there and you've got to especially last year they had to have some blind faith with us and then I think everybody saw the result of you know what if you invest in this and you do it right and we got out in front we didn't wait for other people to do it we did it first and it and it paid dividends with a monster recruiting class that 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 had no more single important day than that spring game last year and so uh, our administration's really backed us and it's uh, it's been a large investment there but it's it's worth it and uh, because what one great player, what one great student athlete on this sport, on this campus is, is worth to this university is more than probably what we invest as a whole. I mean, it's that big. And so we, you know, it's, um, it's taken a lot of work. It really has. And uh, it's, it's been, everybody's had to do their part and they have, you know, the administration's done it, the staff's done it. And then, you know, I'm thankful we've got a fan base that's responded. They, they've understood that this is important. And they were here tonight. They were here last year. And listen, this thing's just going to get bigger and bigger. Eventually, we're going to pick a day where we have good weather. And uh, and then we're going to have 75,000 people in that thing. But uh, it was pretty darn good tonight. Is, is it important to get a lot of commitments out of this weekend immediately? Or, or do the, does it matter you know, down the road? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they're always good. You know, they're always good. But we'll... Uh, some of these, some of the ones that happened last year didn't happen on that weekend, but they were in large part due to that weekend. So, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. But I think if you have a great weekend and and show everybody what this place could be with the amount of really good players you got here, you would expect to 
to for it to be successful, and I think it will be again. You mentioned this was just one practice, one scrimmage for Jalen. For you know, for those of us who can't see those other practices and scrimmages, where did his performance tonight stand up to what you've seen through the rest of the spring? I mean, was this medium or hot for him? Or I thought he had a good night. I mean, I think it's uh, it's been a you know kind of a constant improvement for him. Um, it's certainly a long, long way from from where we started, but it was good to see that as we progress, then he gets into a situation like this and trusting the things that we wanted him to trust. And I thought it it showed, I thought he showed some of the progress that he's made. So I was proud of that. Lincoln, you said that if the night game, if it becomes a norm, was it ever in consideration though before you make the change because of the weather? Was it a consideration to make the original game a night game at all? We talked about it, you know, we have. I mean, you you know, the, honestly, the biggest reason we haven't up to this point has been what's the weather going to be like? And then ironically, we play a night game because of the weather. So it's kind of, it's funny how it worked out. So that, that's been our biggest concern. I mean, there's nothing like playing under the lights. I mean, if we could do it like this every year, maybe we can. We'll, we'll, we'll start working on the next one probably next week. And uh, if we can do it again, we will. Because again, you only get so many of these in college ball. You only get to under, get under the lights, especially to, in a stadium with an atmosphere and a history like we have. You know, only a few times, and uh, so it just brings a different vibe, a, a different electricity in the crowd that I think everybody can feel tonight. I think a lot of excitement surrounded the first chance for many of us to see Jalen Hurts in a Sooner uniform. Uh, Jalen afterwards met with the media, and as you might imagine, a little, little bit excited about what he was finally able to do on Friday night. I think it was fun to be out there. Um, first time as a team. Been out there in a, I guess, a public setting, um, a very game-like setting, competing, um, and definitely going out there without any coaches on the field. Um, thinking about all the new guys we have, and from young to old, I'm, I'm a new guy. I'm old, and I'm, you know, learning my way around. But um, I think overall, I think it was a, a good, a good productive day for the team. For you, you've been through so much, accomplished so much. Was this a big deal for you at all? I mean, personally, just after everything you've been through? Um, any opportunity I get to step on the field, I say it's a big deal. You know, I love the game. Um, I mean, I've been playing my whole life, you know. So any opportunity I get get, get the chance to step on the green, um, I try and take advantage of it. And, you know, they always say the moment you stop, you know, getting those butterflies or those feelings before the game or about a game, you just stop playing. So. That time ain't coming no time soon. But it was the first time you had a chance to wear Oklahoma's colors. Was that unique for you in any way, or did you think about that at all? They had me in a blue jersey, so I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about that one. But like I said, the environment of it all was, was fun. Um, great fans, great enthusiasm around there. And I think everybody, you know, I, th I think we continue to take steps this spring. Lincoln, they, uh, they called you down on that run. Were you going to go down, or was that on that first series? I guess you had to wait till the fall to find out. <laughs> hey, Jalen, do you have a favorite throw that you had tonight? Um, I think there are a lot of, you know, a lot of things that there's no complacency. Like I'll just say that there's, I mean, gotta gotta continue to, you know, like I said, make those steps, move forward, fix the things that we need to fix, and um, you know, to be be the best that we can be. Um, the expectation I have, you know, for myself and the expectation I've, you know, I've placed on my peers, my teammates, and my guys. I mean, you know, we're, we're trying to 
we're trying to do special things. So um, we know it takes a lot of hard work, and um, we're going to continue to take those steps to, to get the things done we want to. Javon Lincoln said, um, he said, it's been a constant improvement, <coughs> talking about you, it's been a constant improvement in your time here. But uh, he said, you're, we're, he phrased it, a long way from where we began, talking about your time here at OU. Um, Can you rephrase that? Yeah, I'll just kind of, it's been a constant improvement, but it's a long way from where we began. He's talking about you. In other words, you. you've improved a lot. Yeah, you've improved you a lot here. since you've been here. Oh, Can you kind of describe your, your perspective on that? Like I said, um, I, have a, I have a standard, um, expectations for myself. Um, uh, Coach Riley's done a great job of, you know, kind of showing me the way, the other guys the way, everybody the way of, you know, how it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, another unique part about this is you get a lot of guys that are able to watch Baker, you know, Kyler, see them play, you know, sitting out a year or whatever. Well, I'm just coming in and, you know, don't necessarily have a guy in front of me to watch. So I'm watching a lot of film. Um, and I'm learning from all the other guys in the room every time, every opportunity I get to do so. So I think, um, I think this is all, you know, the individual efforts, um, the individual stuff comes when you're all about the team and, you know what I'm saying, putting the team first, trying to make each other better. Push Where do you feel other. like you've come the furthest as a, with the, grasping the offense or understanding Lincoln's terminology or any of those aspects? I think, I think the biggest thing is it's just the process. You know, it's process-oriented. I'm a process-oriented person. And I know that, um, you know, it's kind of like getting the a, a, coming from A to Z or climbing a mountain. Um, it takes time, um, but uh, day by day, day by day, and not by night, we'll we'll be where we want to be. Jalen, when we talk to defensive guys, we struggle not to ask them about last season versus now. You are here, so you're a perfect guy to ask. Just what do you see now from this defense that you face every day? Um, well, it's a lot. It's, I, I mean, I got to do a perspective, probably the most unique perspective, preparing for them, but. Um, you know, I say the energy um, is, you know, very high. You know, I, I tell you honestly, those first few practices, you know, they were getting our, you know, highness, you know. So um, they they're on the same road we're all along, trying to take it day by day, night by night, you know, trusting in that process of learning, you know, buying into what the coaches are saying and, you know, ultimately building an identity for what we want to be. Kevin, despite this being your, your playing debut here, you look in, in command, you look comfortable, you look poised out there. Did you feel that way while you were playing? Um, I think comfort will continue to come with time. You know, it, on the outside looking in, I probably, you know, do look that way, but there's always more. There's always more that I can do. There's always more that, you know, we can push each other to do. Um, and there's always um, more we can accomplish. So I think that's the biggest thing for us is trying to make those necessary steps to be the team that we want to be when it's, when it's game time. And Jaylen, it's all said and done. Pardon me. Was that a predetermined, was that a back shoulder throw for one thing that on that first series? And if it was, was that something predetermined or was that something just on the move that you, that you threw? To well, it was on that first series, bridges, got you down to the one yard line. Um, not as a, as a back shoulder ball. Is that something you improvised, or is that something that was called? No, I just saw what I needed to see. I made the back back shoulder throw. Okay. What did you think of your receivers tonight? They seemed like they won a lot of battles for you. 
Uh, we got a lot of good guys. I mean, got a lot of guys that can make plays. Um, biggest thing is, you know, letting them play. Um, really, the offense is it's, it's all it's all it's all nice. So it's it's about getting the, getting the ball in playmakers' hands. Jalen, you mentioned that you have you didn't have a guy to study like some of the other guys in the quarterback room were sat behind Kyler or sat behind Baker, and you said something about so you just watch film. Do you mean you're watching film of what Kyler did or what Baker did to learn the offense, or what did you mean by that? Most definitely, I wouldn't be saying but maybe three, two weeks ago yeah. if I didn't call those guys and you know ask those guys questions, watch those guys' films, games from the past. Right. I'd be you know kind of digging a hole for myself. Um, so I'm I'm trying to learn as much as I can to help this team be as successful as we you know as we desire to be. Um, and, like I said, I'm watching as much as I can, watching the past, kind of building comfort by watching those guys, I say, and just taking it day by day. I'm trying to do do something to better myself, be better every day. Jalen, you've been in quarterback battles before. Do you feel like you're on the path to earning this job right now? Um, That's, that's not my decision. All I can do is um, control what I can control, be where my feet are, and um, compete. Those three freshman wide receivers obviously had a really good game plus tight end uh, Stogner. What do you see in them, I guess, throughout all of practice? And can you kind of compare them to some of the freshmen that you've been around previously? Uh, like I said, I don't want to get into comparisons. But um, we got a lot of talent, you know. Um, and I think every part of the field, um, every position, there's more. So we're not going to, you know, baby each other. We're not going to do those things. Um, we're going to push each other to get the best out of each other so we can be the best that we can be. And those guys, whether it was good or not, I guess, we're gonna, we want more, you know. Two more, more practice. Practice. Yeah, One more practice, and then you're going to have an important offseason. How much do you need to use that summer to improve yourself and as an offense uh, together? Um, I'll be working. Um, I think we'll all be working. Um, Definitely trying to continue to build that chemistry between each other. Um, you know, we have those early, early morning workouts, um, but we'll, we'll be getting a lot of work in with each other this summer, and we're going to try to maximize that opportunity and uh, get ready. Jalen, uh, for the season. I'm sorry. Uh, after one of your scores, you and I think the whole red team post for a photo. And was that <laughs> impromptu? Like, I mean, was that improv, or did you guys plan that you were going to do that for a touchdown? And no, my center Clayton. Um, I mean, it's it's different, I guess. <laughs> my, my, um, my center, he asked me that same question. I said, he said, when when did you think of that? I said, well, I just thought about it. So let's go take a picture after we score. And we went and took one. And I told Italy, I told him that. Um, Say yeah, I ain't doing that over there at the other place. So at, at Alabama. <laughs> you, so, it was something you didn't. Okay. So first of all, it was your idea to take the photo, and you decided it during the game. Yeah, yeah fun atmosphere. Yeah. Figure why not? I know, I know my my my, my old coach, Coach Saban. He probably got a tune for that one. So <laughs> you, I mean, you, the, you, you, know, you had your first press conference. You, you come off as a, a leader. You know. Kind of a stoic guy. Is there a side of you that you kind of are letting your teammates see, maybe that, that the world doesn't see? Is that I mean, we talked to 
Kenneth and Deshaun about your battles about wearing the blue jersey in practice and them telling you to take it off and and things like that. But you, I, I don't want to say, do you feel a sense of freedom to be more like that here? But I guess do you? What do you see? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, you seem like I'm, a very stoic guy. You think I'm different? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't cover you at Alabama, so I don't know. I, I, I um, covered some of your bowl games, but that's about it. I don't know. I, I'm a team guy. You know, um, I love our guys. I wanna. Um, I definitely, I, I, I try to put people first, so my peers first, and um, team oriented, and you know, it's doing that, but. Me. And from the excitement of her, it's a little bit of frustration for Tanner Mordecai. Didn't really have the night he wanted to, but, man, I think great things are ahead for this kid. Um, I mean, obviously I thought I could do a lot better than that. Um, but, I mean, I think the guys, like, all around got better and uh, took a step forward tonight and uh, watched the film and get better from it. Yeah. Tanner, can you kind of just explain what it was like uh you know, not a, not a whole lot of experience last fall, but then tonight you come out and you know you're you're a quarterback for one of the teams, and you're you know you're in a competition. What was it like from that standpoint, just sort of being being out there and and having extensive playing time? It was cool. Um, I mean, it's a lot of people for a spring game. The fans did their part, and you know we competed and trying to get better. What's going to stand out to you? Do you think moving forward from tonight, the interception, the touchdown, something maybe in between? Uh, I mean, maybe just like inconsistency. Uh, I've been trying to keep that up, and I've, uh, no, I wasn't too happy with my performance. And yeah, so I guess inconsistency. Step what did you see on the I mean, I just didn't feel him go to the top and let a ball loose. I shouldn't have. You mentioned the other people, and you've been in games with people, but you've also been, you've come into games that are in control. Is that was that the biggest difference tonight? Is that you you were having to do a lot more than just kind of come in the game and. And throw the ball around. I mean, did you feel that at all? I mean, no, not really. I just, I just didn't play as well as I wanted to, and uh, I don't think that had anything to do with it. I just flat out just didn't play as well as I wanted to. The atmosphere and everybody's talked about that tonight. What was it like for you guys to play this spring game at night in front of fifty thousand fans? And yeah, it was cool. Uh, like I said, for a spring game, it's a lot of people to come watch. Uh, game that's not even in their season and uh, I mean they did their part we had the concert going and a uh, pretty good atmosphere and like I said they, they really showed out did you um you've been side by side for the past few weeks with Jalen competing this time you're across the sideline from him did you peek up and look and watch him at all or you know listen to the calls or anything like that did you watch his performance yeah I mean I, I watch him every day whenever I'm not going he's going so right yeah, but I watched tonight, him I mean, yeah. specifically. Yeah, I watched, you know, how he did things like I do every day, and watched the calls, and I mean, same thing. Every every day we we have different drives, and kind of just watch what Coach Riley calls and how he performs. Of course, you still learn from him as a. You can learn from everybody. Yeah. Um, plan, learn from their mistakes, learn from their success. I learn from Kyler, learn from Austin Kimball. Learned from NFL quarterbacks play on Sundays, other quarterbacks across the nation. Yeah, take stuff from everybody.
Tanner, you obviously are a little disappointed in part of what you did, but it seemed like as the game went on, the scrimmage went on later, you gained the confidence and that you were you were distributing the ball with authority. Did, did you do you feel you you're coming off of something successful that will help you? Yeah, I mean, I just tried to get the ball in my hands pretty quickly, uh, get the line uh, sense of success when the ball's out quick and get a positive gain. So. Yeah, just try to get the ball out quick and move forward. It was incredible to see all of the former players that were there. The four-time Big 12 champions received their championship rings, their Big 12 championship rings last uh, Friday night. So it was really a special night, but it was made special because of the fans who were there and made a difference. Real quick, just some things that stood out to me. Uh, I was really impressed with the young receiving core. I mean, Trajan Bridges. Gabe Eichert made this comparison, and I think it, it sticks. Trajan Bridges reminds me of a Kenny Stills, and it just it stayed. He made so many big plays, made the adjustment on the ball that Jalen Hurts threw and put them in a first-and-goal situation. Uh, all of the young receivers looked the part and then went out and performed it as well, too. Uh, and I, I thought there was a couple of defensive guys that really – caught my eye. I was I was really impressed with Brian Mead. I know that I know that he got washed inside on one of the touchdown runs, but I thought he performed well. I thought Buki played very well. He ended up with a couple of touch sacks. Of course there was no hitting the quarterback. And TJ Pledger. I thought TJ looked great, man. I'm excited for Jay Bulware and I'm excited for that running back room because it is just flushed with talent, tons of talent in that running back room. So just some quick thoughts. We'll be able to go more in-depth as obviously the offseason goes on. But fun night, Friday night, spring game. What an evening in Norman. Well, it's potentially a championship weekend for the Oklahoma Sooners men's and women's gymnastics team. Every week I get a chance to talk to K.J. Kindler, and this week she brought in a very special guest as Maggie Nichols sat down with us to get us ready for this weekend. KJ, take me through this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, obviously, well, a challenging environment, but we're moving on. Yeah, very challenging environment. But uh, And for us, you know, we were still battling some things going in there. Alex hadn't done a bar routine until the day before we left. And so oh, wow. um, her, her performance was definitely pivotal in what we did, as well as some other people who definitely stepped up. But And Maggie as well. She did vault for the first time. In many, many moons this <laughs> season. So, And she did it back-to-back -back nights, which I think was great for us to see that she could handle doing that two nights in a row. And then we had Evie Schopfer step up on floor for us. Um, you know, I think the beam lineup, pretty much heroes of the meet, starting on beam on that last night is hard to do. Right. And I, I have never... And maybe one other time I've seen a beam set like that. It was just impeccable. So that was super fun. Um, it's nice to start off a meet that way, knowing that um, you, you basically got one of the highest scores in postseason ever on that event and, and just kind of riding that out for the rest of the meet. You, you want to go ahead and talk to Maggie so we can let her get out of here after our first segment? You know, we do this for 30 minutes. Oh, we yeah. don't mess around. Well, we're we're doing a floor routine after this. Like, we are together <laughs> okay. today. Okay. Well, you're stuck with us then. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, Maggie, this is um, – I, I could imagine maybe a little bit challenging with battling through the injuries. How mm -hmm. have you been able to handle the adversity so far this year? Yeah, I mean, it's been difficult, you know, having an injury this year. Um because last year I like did all around like every single meet. So, um, but it's been amazing to have my teammates behind me. Um, you know, they stepped up on the events that I haven't been able to do, and um, you know I really trust them when they go out and compete. But it's been really nice to 
you know, finally getting healthy and being able to compete vault this weekend like meant so much and it felt really good to do it for the team. I think the the social media post I saw was you warming up and it said, guess who's back? <laughs> and when I saw you land it, it was like, okay, we're going to be fine here. Was that kind of for you the last hurdle in complete healing from this issue? Um, I mean, it was a huge step, um, just knowing that I can go out there and do my vault with no pain, and I felt really good. You know, I feel really strong. My legs feel really strong. So, you know, it just felt really good to, you know, go out and compete and, you know, hit a really good vault. Okay. You, you've talked about this a lot, KJ. So for you, you're – gosh, you're a junior. This is crazy. <laughs> but how long did it take you to get used to the college schedule? And I don't even mean classes, right? Mm -hmm. I, I just mean competing every yeah. weekend because when you're coming through the ranks – maybe what, once a month, once mm -hmm. every other month. How much of a challenge was that for you, and do you ever really get used to it? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's way different than elite gymnastics. We, like, only competed, like, three times a year. Um, but for me, it wasn't that much of a challenge just because I was enjoying it so much, and um, it's such a different atmosphere. Elite is more serious in colleges. It's definitely serious, but it's a lot more fun with your team and your coaches. So competing every weekend, I was just really excited, and I was ready to compete every weekend. What's that like for you whenever it does? It becomes more team-oriented, and they have more fun, I think, in a lot of ways. Oh, definitely. But it is something you have to get used to because you also have immense pressure. You have the pressure of your teammates on your shoulder where before it was just, you know, hey, mom, dad, sorry about that, you know? <laughs> but now it's like you have the university behind you, mm -hmm. the athletic department, all your teammates. Like it, It's a little more immense pressure. Mm -hmm. Maggie happens to thrive on competition. Like She loves to compete, so – Adding all those meets actually, I think, made the sport more rewarding to her. And mm -hmm. she got better at competing because of it. She was always a good competitor, but the more you do it, the better you get at it and handling the pressure and handling those moments that are so big. Mm -hmm. So I think that she thrives in this environment. All right, we'll talk more about that coming up in a bit. Let's let's come to future time now. Maggie, we talked to Coach about it. How would you feel about this past weekend down in Athens? Um, I think this weekend was amazing. I think it was just so incredible to see our team finally unfolding what we have been working so hard for this season. Um, we've definitely had many setbacks this year, which has made us a stronger team, I think, um, in the gym and um, with chemistry and everything like that. So to finally see it kind of all unfold and everyone is, you know, in the game right now, it's just, it's so incredible to see. And I'm really excited to see how the rest of the season unfolds. I told Coach this last week, and I've already asked for the rights to do so, but you could write a book about this season with all the adversity you guys have gone through in real-life adversity, injuries. I mean, what, what's been the key to persevere and overcome, Maggie? Um, I mean, I think we're just really leaning on each other, leaning on our coaches, leaning on our teammates, trainers, um, everybody. Um, you know, when we do have, like, a setback or um, something difficult we're going through, I mean, I think it just, like I said, makes us stronger and um, will help us in the long run. And obviously, you've, as a coach, just when you think things are, I don't know if the word normalize would ever fit into this year, coach, or maybe stabilize a little bit, something else will pop up, maybe another injury. How has it been for you to have to deal through it and fight through as well? You know, we just have to be solution-oriented and uh, find find an answer. I'm writing that down. And, and that's, that's, that's solution-oriented <laughs> is my, a new phrase I love. Yeah, and, and we have to find an answer. And so instead of, you know, uh, freaking out when things like that happen, we're, it's almost so common for us to hear, I got a, I got a phone call this morning. So it's just oh, one no. more thing, you know. <laughs> and honestly, we're just like, oh, if we can handle all this other stuff, sure, throw it, give it, bring it. I don't know. It's 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 just been that way. So and and we've been really great at 
at finding a way through it. And, and that's been, like, like Maggie said, that's helped our, our team grow. And I think, you know, now they're just like, oh, yeah, we got this. Beyond just then coaches leadership, Maggie, how much of that is a credit to, boy, I can't think of any other way to put it, but y'all's leadership, you know, mm-hmm. from you and Brenna and the senior class. How much has that helped to keep people from becoming excusinators and saying, oh, well, so-and-so was hurt. We had to deal with this. That's not a part of this I guess you could say progression is it is to just excuse it away. Yeah, definitely. That's not something that we do. But um, I think that if someone's going through a difficult time or, you know, like a setback, um, we all have each other's back. And so they can just lean on us and talk to us about it and we'll get through it together as a team. All right. um, Excusinator. What is is that? I like that. So this is something (laughs) that I came up with. They used to make fun of me. In baseball, whenever I was in high school, because I always had an excuse when I was in a, when I was a freshman. Was that your nickname? Yeah. Well, the that's that's what. So my freshman year. By the way, I'm never good at athletics, so just I'm not trying to brag or anything. But my freshman coach one year, I I would be like, I couldn't see your signs. I couldn't do this. The the, the pitcher didn't throw. He goes. Son, you're an excusinator, okay? You just have an excuse for everything. You got to go make it happen. And it just stuck with me from, oh, what, like 18 I love years? It. Think about, oh, no, 16 years old, I guess, when I was a freshman. I'm 43. I forgot what I had for lunch yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> something from 16 years old. So there you go. I love the, it. I was the excusinator. But you don't let that happen, do you, Coach? They just no. they just plow right through. No, they they know that, you know, nothing's going to postpone what's coming. So the best thing for us to do is to find an answer. And uh, like I said, uh, so many people have stepped up this year and um, – We've had a lot of holes here, there, everywhere, and people have plugged them up. You know, they just keep keep getting better. So it's a great thing that we have the experience we have and that we've faced this adversity, and I think they feel like they can handle anything. We need to remind fans this is an easy trip. This is Fort Worth. It's right down the street. So easy, and what a great opportunity to come cheer us on. Uh, we have a 6 o'clock competition on Friday, and qualifying on we'll have a 6 o'clock competition on Saturday as well. So um, great. You know, there's not a lot of tickets left. General admission, I think, um, is remaining. You've got to call in, get those tickets, plan your trip. It's really a fun, fun environment. I think people will love it. And if you want to go to the afternoon session Friday, which which obviously we're not in, that starts at noon. And so you can go see two sessions on Friday, one on Saturday. Um, It's pretty exciting. I know we ask you this a lot, Maggie, um, but the home crowd is one thing, but when you go on the road to a place like Fort Worth where you guys won a national championship the last time you went, mm-hmm. I mean, that Sooner crowd can be something else. How much does it mean and relate to you guys whenever you're out there performing? I know you're yeah. you're singularly focused, mm-hmm. but you can hear it whenever you finish up cancer. Yeah, I mean, the audience is just amazing. Um, hearing them all cheer your name and um, cheer for the Sooners, it's just so incredible, and it just really want, makes you want to do really good um, for the university, but also at, like, a national championship, it's really cool to look into the stands and see LSU, UCLA, like, the stands are, like, different colors, so it's it's really cool to, you know, see this, the red, the Sooners, and everyone cheering for you. You know, it's kind of interesting, and Coach had brought this up during the break, but you have friends that compete all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, including one of your best friends who competes for Denver, whom mm-hmm. you've seen 26 times now this season, <laughs> but uh, how fun is it to not only have your teammates that you cheer for, Maggie, but also people and and friends that you've competed with and trained with your whole life yeah so I have friends on like almost all of the team so you know even though we're competing against each other and all striving for that one goal it's just it's really cool to you know see them having a lot of fun and seeing them compete um 
you know, no, it's just it's it's really fun. Uh, how much joy do you take in seeing some of the youngsters on this team having gotten opportunity? Gotten is that proper English? Having received, <laughs> earned, earned. An, I'm the radio guy. Earned, received, whichever one. Earned an opportunity so far this season, and to see them take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. So I think um, all the freshmen have competed this year a few times, and you know it's really cool to see them their hard work paying off and being able to you know feel that joy of competing for the Sooners and um, you know I'm going to brag a little bit my little teammate Olivia Troutman um, we've been friends since we were little and just to see her you know kind of following my footsteps a little bit and her striving and um, you know to win the national championship it's just so cool and she's been doing so amazing and achieving so many amazing honors so it's just uh, it's just so amazing to watch her. And you've seen incredible growth in her so far this year too haven't you? Oh yeah and I I mean to brag on Olivia, we we started on balance beam in that final night, and regionals is do or die. You know, you don't go on if you don't do well. And we have a freshman wow. starting us off on the first event, which is balance beam, in this gigantic meet. And she was same old, same old. Like, there was nothing nervous about her. I looked in her eyes. I saw the same athlete I always see, and she just, you know. <laughs> skated through that routine like it was nothing. I was so impressed with how she handled that moment. That's awesome. So it's kind of interesting. We got a chance to go to the UCLA meet this season, and I was watching you during and before routines. Do you have a normal kind of pre-bars or pre-vault? Do you have a routine mm-hmm. that you go through while other people are performing to get ready? Yeah, a little bit. Um, on beam, I like kind of go out and just like – the outside of the arena. I saw you walk down the tunnel. Yeah, I was like, I Maggie is leaving. Where is she going? <laughs> Just to like kind of clear my mind a little bit. I do a few dance throughs. Um, I do the same number every single time, and then <laughs> come back out. <laughs> come back out, and during Anastasia's routine, she's right before me. I do a arm set um, and do it in my mind as well, and then so I kind of do that on beam bars. I face the other direction. Um, <laughs> I don't watch. <laughs> Why is that? Do you know, or is it I just, just um, always done it? Just her thing. It's just my thing. Yeah. Okay. It just helps. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get too pumped up before my routine. I need to stay calm. That's what's best for me. And I do a few handstands, get my arms warm. Um, vault, I don't really have anything too specific. I kind of just, I don't cheer super loud, but I still cheer and kind of stay calm. That's kind of <laughs> like, that just helps me. Um, and if I'm doing floor, I kind of just do my dance through and um, don't watch too much. But yeah. <laughs> Everyone has their own little thing. Oh, yeah. They? Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite thing has been watching everyone else during someone's floor routine because it's almost as if everybody that's watching knows the other person's routine. They do. And they're waiting for that moment where they can lose their minds or they can go through and do the routine with them. How I mean, camaraderie, we talk about yeah. it. You got to you got to be supporting your teammates. Yeah, and a lot of what Maggie said, the adversity we've gone through and everything has brought them closer. And chemistry, I think, w- when you get to this part of the season, you're going into a national championship. Listen, we've done all the practices. We have worked our rear ends off. Um, we don't need to change anything, but the chemistry is what kind of takes you to another level, and especially at this time of the year. Those things can carry you very, very far. And uh, sometimes there's not a lot a coach can do about chemistry. It's really something that is um, happening amongst the team members, and and sometimes it doesn't happen. And I've seen that too. But this team really has gone through a lot together this year, and you can tell that they are close as they have ever been. I've been around teams that you can tell 
There's not a lot of people that are tight, and there's cliques. And then I've been around teams where, like, this group is tight. Would you say that this is a close team, Maggie? I think we're very close. It kind of reminds me of my freshman year a little bit just because that team was also very close and we had very strong chemistry, and I think it kind of feels the same this year for me. I just feel like everyone on the team, no matter what year you are, we're all very close. Like I'm you know, really good friends with a freshman and a sophomore and a junior and obviously seniors as well. But it's just it's so cool just to see how everyone is so close and everyone can lean on each other. All right, so what's this next week look like preparation-wise? <clears throat> we're going to have six workouts, and then we're oh, out of wow. here. So we kind of do a two-on, one-off uh, kind of pattern rhythm, if you will, so that they, we worked real hard for two days, then get a day of recovery in. Um, we won't be changing a lot because, you know, wow. what we're doing is is working. Um, really, right now, what it's about is staying healthy and recovering as best as we can and getting some, some really good physical condition in this first four days. Uh, because when we go on trips like this, there's many days of, of no strength, no um, endurance work, things like that. So we'll get back into that these next four days and then kind of scale back and, and get ready for the meet. You know, and I feel like, Maggie, the one area just in covering athletics in general that I've seen are biggest growth has been recovery mm-hmm. and understanding that all right listen the old school way of no water get back out there and work again it's just not working how key has that recovery been for you to be as fresh as you are heading into the championship yeah. I mean recovery is the most important thing um, you know especially people who have little injuries like I do um, you know I really lean on my coaches and trainers listen to what they um want me to do and you know like outside of the gym like I'm drinking a ton of water eating very healthy you know sleeping very well it's just really important just so I can feel the best in the gym and when I can when I'm competing that's awesome and I think we touched on it here I we're gonna go long I'm, is it okay if I ask three yeah. more qu- okay I got because I got three more but um it, we, we had touched on it but coach the energy that the Oklahoma fans can make down in Fort Worth we're the closest, right, of the teams that are competing. So there's not an excuse for an OU fan to not be down there next weekend, is there? No, absolutely not. I mean, if you've got <laughs> a car, there. if you have a car and money for gas, get down there. <laughs> all right? Um, because, uh, honestly, if you like what you see in the Lloyd Noble Center, this is absolutely – you will be enamored watching these teams compete for a national championship. It is something, like, you have never seen before. And – um and just the moments, the moments that you will see, worth every bit of the trip. And Maggie, for you, you've been through so much already at a young age. And my daughter's, uh, my ten-year-old, looks up to you like mm-hmm. you couldn't even imagine. So, with that in mind, how do you how do you compartmentalize that? Because you're not just a student athlete; mm-hmm. you're an advocate. You're an incredible public speaker, and then you could be an idol <laughs> to some of these youngsters. For you personally, how how do you kind of handle? all of that how is it a challenge is it fun um I don't think it's really a challenge I think it's it's fun for me just to you know see all the little fans and you know people who like dm me on social media (laughs) and send letters in the mail it's just it's really motivating for me just knowing that I'm a role model to them and you know I try to be a good example you know inside the gym and also outside of the gym as well so people can look up to me and it's it's really motivating well since you know Maggie had a flat Stanley sent to her last week really (laughs) absolutely and they dressed her up as a little gymnast with a little bun in her hair and she had it on the trip at regionals and was taking pictures they did study table together it was great oh that's awesome it's it's amazing isn't that kind of plays to what you're talking about you know there's a lot of of young girls out there who really look up to her and i'm sure um whoever sent that is like waiting with bated breath for that to come back in the mail. So 
I had to Google up Flat Stanley just to make sure I fully understood what it was. So I just want to make that very clear because I, I thought I had an idea. I was like, okay, that's awesome. Uh, and then, Coach, real quick before I let you go, the adversity even continued last week on the way to the airport where you guys yeah. had a tire blowout on yeah. the way to the airport. Our bus tire blew out on the way to regionals. <laughs> and and we just said par for the course. This is this is how we've been operating, so why not? Why not this? Did, did the new – I can't, system did it did it make much of a difference did you notice anything with kind of the way in which the regionals are set up now and then obviously going to the new number of the championship did, did, did it affect like maybe you had thought it would or was it just business it, as usual I, I thought it was very different because okay. we are used to having buys at regionals so we used to have six rotations now we only had four the meat moved very quickly wow um, and so, actually, it was great practice for what nationals will feel like. Um, we do that all the time in, in regular season meets, but the the speed of it was a little faster. And you did see some upsets across the country. And so, um, it really, I mean, it really, I guess, did its job. And the parity in women's gymnastics is great. And, and you can expect almost any team to qualify in if they have that kind of day. So, yeah, I think it did affect a lot of things. Florida and Alabama. Not going to be with you down to Fort Worth. You know, Florida hasn't uh, has been there the last 19 years, and oh, wow. Alabama has never failed to qualify. Wow! So. And so that those are that's huge, you know. But it's also opened up opportunities for schools like Michigan and Oregon State to qualify in, and Denver. Denver qualified in, um, and they're a top eight school. This this will be their highest ranking without even competing next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so the some really incredible things for a lot of programs. Um, we're seeing a lot of growth in our sport. I think it's great. So you guys are off to the gym, right? We say adios yes. from the studio and off to the gym. Yes, off to um, prepare Maggie for floor. Whoa. Yeah. Do we break news here or are we going to Yeah, wait? we did break news. We did? <laughs> We're breaking news. Let's, you yeah. going to do the all-around in the championship? Going to try. All right. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. We'll be back on Friday to recap the first game of the OU Texas Series what a huge series in softball this weekend. They are selling tickets in upwards of like $300 for these games. Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the Sooners and the Longhorns. We'll have tons from baseball. We'll get Toby to jump back on with us. And we'll continue to look back on the spring game. What a night it was in Norman. Everyone have a great rest of your week. And until Friday's edition of the Tailgate, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.